Hello, and welcome to this edition of the ATS Sleep and Respiratory Neurobiology Podcast. I'm Dr. Ninochka Sigwa, current chair of the web committee of the ATS SRN Assembly. With me today is Dr. Andrei Zinchak, the current ATS SRN programming chair. We will be discussing the exciting lineup he and his committee has prepared for ATS 2023. We hope that this will help our members plan their schedule during the conference so they can participate in as many sessions as possible. Welcome, Andre, and glad to have you here today. Hi, Nienishka. Thanks for having us. Great. So first and foremost, I'd like to thank you and your committee for all the hard work you've put in preparing for the upcoming international conference. It looks like we have an excellent program ahead, and I'm pretty excited to hear all about it. So to start off, can you please provide us with an overview of what to expect with the upcoming SRN program? Oh, absolutely. And so first of all, I just actually want to uh, say a great thanks to my core chair, Dr. Bharati Prasad, uh, the program committee members who have worked tirelessly to make this program a reality, the NIH uh, representatives and the assembly chairs uh, for our um, for the SRN. Uh, they really have a tremendous input into this program. And so uh, why don't we just start off in just a, a brief overview? Um, you know, I, I think there's something to do on each of the days of the conferences for both researchers and clinicians. And just a few points I want to highlight is that unlike some of the other conferences, uh, in this conference, we actually have pretty heavy involvement of the NIH researchers, scientists, and staff. And we've uh, worked pretty hard to collaborate with other assemblies to propose joint symposia and sessions. Thank you so much, Andre. Now let's dive into the details and discuss the different sessions that we have. So let's start off with the scientific symposia. Can you please tell us more about them? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I have to tell you as both a sleep clinician and a researcher, I am very excited about the major symposia this year. Now we'll start off on a Monday morning with a session addressing a key area in the field, uh, non-CPAP therapies. And we all know that some people with OSA thrive with CPAP, but others don't. And so this session covers key non-CPAP therapies. And there are leaders in the field talking about the latest on classic treatments, such as weight loss and oral appliances, newer treatments, such as nerve and muscle stimulation. And then we look ahead at the horizon of drug development for sleep apnea. And we actually have a special session by the experts from the FDA who will talk about regulatory aspects of drug development. Now, we also have another session that focuses on an area that's been overshadowed by the COVID pandemic, but is a huge gap in the field. And this has to do with the relationship between sleep and opioid use and abuse. You know, and I think this is something that every clinician faces in their practice and, and there's been an understudied area for decades. And the title of this major symposium, which will be held on Tuesday morning is called Opioid Use Disorder, Sleep Deficiency, and ventilatory control by directional mechanisms and therapeutic targets. And that's a mouthful, but there is a lot of outstanding information here. So the talks here include information on what is known and unknown in terms of physiology of disorder breathing and sleep in opioids, how sleep is disturbed across the range of opioid use disorders, and that it's not just sleep apnea and hypoventilation that these individuals are suffering from. It's insomnia. And so there's also a talk on tackling insomnia and opioid use disorder. And then lastly, there'll be an NIH perspective on what needs to be done in this area that I think will be key for researchers attending the session. And then finally, I want to highlight the last symposium, 
which is focused on the intersection of the basic science and comorbid disorders of sleep apnea. And it's called OSA, Associated Inflammation and Comorbidities, Causes and Consequences. And so this one is on Wednesday morning, and it promises to be an engaging session with talks on vascular injury and inflammation, genomics, genetics, and chronic lung disease overlap. And, and I think all of these sessions are really a do not miss for the ATS this year. That's great. Now, how about our mini symposia? What topics will be covered this year? Great question. And, and so I always love the mini symposia because their topics and programming are really driven by the science of our sleep community and really are a reflection of the exciting work that's being done. And so this year we have three of them. Each will have nine short talks by researchers, as well as a keynote speaker that will tie the session together with their reflection or address a hot topic in the area. And so our first mini symposium is on a Sunday morning, and it's entitled Breaking News in OSA, New Approaches and New Trials. And in this mini symposium, we're going to tackle the latest trials that are presented in the areas of using ASV and those with recent myocardial infarction to effects of CPAP on cognition in patients with Parkinson's disease. We'll also discuss non-PAP treatments, such as new approaches to hypoglossal nerve stimulation and a large trial of medications for treatment of sleep apnea. Um, we have a second mini symposium that is on Tuesday afternoon, and it's entitled Risky Business, Predicting Consequences of OSA. And this session is all about predicting who is at risk of adverse outcomes, like cardiovascular disease, dementia, or death, so we can focus our efforts on those individuals most effectively. And our last mini symposium is on Wednesday morning, and it's titled Mechanistic Insights in Sleep Disordered Breathing. And here will be the latest science on using biological and physiological markers to determine who may respond to therapy for sleep disorder breathing and why. And so some topics include mechanisms of response to acetazolamide and phrenic nerve stimulation in people with heart failure and new predictors of response to upper airway stimulation. And I personally will be at each of these sessions for sure. That's great. Now, um, Andre, can you go over the uh, poster sessions uh, for this year and their formats? and probably what would, be the, what would be the best time for viewing these posters. Yeah, so, so, so actually sort of several different poster sessions. So there are uh, poster discussion sessions and there's two types. There's one that's classic format and then there's also the rapid format. Each of them lasts two hours. And so let's start maybe with the classics, which is a session that there are 15 to 20 posters. You know, the first 30 to 45 minutes of them are devoted to independent poster viewing, and then they are followed by 75 minutes of general discussions with the authors. And this can take different forms deemed valuable by the moderators who are usually experts in the field, both young and established. And the moderators may group posters by themes as questions to the authors, invite audience participation, and this ensures a lively discussion mingling between the authors and experts in the audience. And so the classic sessions this year focus on biomarkers, genetics, advanced signal analysis for diagnostics and integrating sleep apnea with comorbidities for effective treatment. Now, we also have a rapid poster discussion session. And that's also two hours in, in length and there's 45 minutes for independent poster viewing. But here, each author has 90 seconds and one slide to present a so-called elevator pitch of their work. And so they have to summarize the gap being filled, their findings and the implications. And then this is followed by a 45 minute discussion. And so this year, our rapid session is titled Mice to Humans, Mechanistic Discoveries in Sleep Apnea. Thank you, Andre. So um, now let's go over the Meet the Expert sessions. 
Um, what are currently available for our members? Yeah, so I'm glad you pointed those out. I mean, Meet the Expert sessions are a great opportunity for more intimate meetings with experts in the areas that may not have clear guidelines for treatment and require a bit more art in the management of patients or address key areas in research. So this year's topics include obesity hypoventilation management, management of central sleep apnea, OSA's impact on neurocognition, and of course, reasons for negative trials of CPAP therapy. And one session I also want to highlight is co-sponsored with behavioral science and health services research on engaging partners to promote CPAP adherence. So that's a huge problem for the field, and I think it'll be well attended. Yeah, I, I think that'll be a great session. So um, on the program, I see some SRN-led uh, joint symposia. Can you give us some details on these? Uh, absolutely. So this year, Barati and I focused on collaboration with other assemblies. And I'm going to brag a little bit here as there are joint proposal with uh, critical care, allergy, immunology, inflammation, and respiratory cell and molecular biology uh, assemblies was the highest ranked joint proposal at the International Conference Committee Review. And so this is an interactive symposium called Myths or Truths, Controversy in Respiratory Medicine, the New Frontier. And the way it works is that there'll be four pairs of presenters who will discuss controversial topics in the areas of each of the assemblies, one arguing for each side of the myth or truth. And then the audience decides which argument is most compelling. And so for sleep, we will have Susan Redline and Atul Malhotra discuss whether AHI should be used in prognostication and treatment of OSA. I mean, I'm looking forward to that debate. And, and other topics include whether, for example, biologics can be combined to treat severe asthma or senolytics are an effective therapy in fibrotic diseases. And then lastly, whether PEEP should be titrated using oxygenation as a target. So all are hot topics, controversial topics in the area. And so I also want to highlight a poster session that has been uh, put together by Behavioral Science and Health Services Research uh, Assembly, which contains some important work from our own assembly. And so this session is going to happen on Tuesday, May 23rd, at, um, and it's titled Highlights in Behavioral Sciences and Health Services Research, and it will contain an important poster uh, that was put together by our SRN Executive Committee members and other team members by the title of Understanding Burnout in Pulmonary Critical Care and Sleep Medicine, an initiative by the American Thoracic Society and Assembly on Sleep and Respiratory Neurobiology. So this is sure to be a great session and please come by the poster in this Highlights in Behavioral Sciences uh, session on uh, Tuesday. So definitely something to look forward to. Um, now, Andre, you had mentioned earlier that new for this year is we have a few NIH co-sponsored sessions. Can you go over, you know, what topics will be discussed? Yeah, thanks, Nimichka. And so, you know, because we are in Washington, D.C., and so when in Rome, uh, we had a great opportunity to collaborate with our NIH colleagues on the programming. And I must say that in addition to the joint sessions, there will be NIH experts moderating and attending our sessions. So look to meet the NIH scientists participating in our many symposia and thematic poster sessions. And in terms of the symposia, I wanna highlight a session called Circadian Sciences Influence on Respiratory Disease. It's about time. Circadian clock and lung disease from bench to bedsides. And so th this is gonna be uh, held on Wednesday the 24th. And I think it's really a must see session for researchers interested in, and interested clinicians. Um, this session focuses on how to assess circadian rhythms, treat its dysfunction, and importantly, 
how these rhythms may impact a host of respiratory illness from asthma to fibrosis to environmental related diseases. Now for um, our postgraduate sessions, you know, what courses are available for those who want to sign up and when will these be offered? So there are two excellent and complementary sessions that are being held on Friday. So uh, they address different members of our assembly. And so the first session is called postgraduate course called State of the Art Management of Non-Invasive Ventilation from Hospital to Ambulatory Care. And this session is great. It combines didactic sessions on the use of NIV and a host of disorders from cardiovascular disease patients to those awaiting a lung transplant. And then there are hands-on sessions uh, trying to address the alphabet soup of the non-invasive ventilation, getting demystified and giving some practical tips and tricks on usage. And another postgraduate course is actually sponsored by us and the pediatric assembly called Pediatric Sleep-Related Breathing Disorders, State-of-the-Art and Best Practices. And no, that's another great postgraduate course to attend to if you're interested in pediatrics, sleep apnea. Okay, excellent. So you mentioned earlier the SRN-led symposia, but I know we also have some SRN co-sponsored sessions. Um, that may be of interest to some of our members. Can you highlight a few of these sessions for us? Sure, and, and this is really the strength of the program this year. Uh, this area is so key because sleep reaches far and wide across the respiratory health. And there are many sessions, so I just highlighted just a few. So on Monday, there are a few a session called sickle cell lung disease across the lifespan that includes input from our assembly. And there's a great title uh, for a session called Why Yes, You Can Ski With Your Ventilator, uh, Using Technology to Keep Patients with NIV and Ventilator-Dependent Lung Disease Active and Engage in Their Communities. It seems awesome. Um, there's a pro and con debate on controversy in the pediatric sleep apnea. On Tuesday, there's a clinical year in review that includes an updating sleep, so I'd encourage you to attend that. And on Wednesday, there's a session on Achieving Health Equity, reducing the impact of social determinants of health through research and advocacy. So I think those are excellent sessions to look forward to. So um, thank you for detailing the program for us. Now, Andre, for individuals attending ATS for the first time or for early career individuals, any advice on how to approach the program to make the most out of it? Oh, great. So, so tough question. Uh, but uh, really exciting meeting for young uh, researchers and clinicians joining the, the ranks of ATS. And so I think I would suggest attending the major symposia and the mini symposia for sure. I mean, those are going to be attended by uh, everyone in the field. And so it's a great place to mingle with colleagues as well as the poster sessions. And then the other thing I would say is that, you know, go to the SRN assembly meeting. And we'll talk about when exactly, but there you can meet both young colleagues and established researchers, get the latest scoop on key initiatives of the SRN and the ATS. Um, and then lastly, you know, talk to your colleagues, your mentors, ask them what session they're attending and uh, tag along with them and have them introduce you to their colleagues in the field. So definitely great advice. Now, um, for our clinician colleagues, any suggestions on which sessions are geared for clinicians? Wow, so, so it's hard to differentiate uh, in these sessions between clinicians and researchers as we are ultimately all clinicians in practice, even if we do research. But to sum it up, you know, I would highly recommend attending all the major symposia and the mini symposia, similar to the early career folks, um, especially the symposium on the clinical trials in sleep disordered breathing. You know, the thematic poster sessions on Sunday include insights into path effectiveness, 
on Monday on therapies beyond CPAP on Tuesday and sleep in vulnerable populations. And there's a session called Sleep Gems, which is our session, our uh, case reports. And so I think all of those will be highly uh, relevant and um, a good yield for clinicians in the area. Okay, that's great. So now I think let's advertise the SRN assembly meeting. You know, uh, do you have details on that? When are we going to have this? And who's welcome to attend? So all are welcome to attend. And uh, it's going to happen on, on Monday, May 22nd from 5 to 7 p.m. at the Marriott uh, in the Independence Ballroom. And like I said before, this is a really great way to get involved in the assembly or at least, uh, you know, rub elbows with your colleagues and learn about opportunities for funding, educational programs, and, and future directions. So hopefully I'll see you all there. Definitely. So um, as we wrap up the session, how can folks access the SRN program? Great question. So we've we've created a two-page document uh, where all the SRN sessions are nicely color-coded by session type and outlined for the entire duration of the conference. And so we will share this with the SRN membership through the SRN newsletter. Uh, we hope that the SRN web and social media teams will tweet out the daily schedule. And so then, uh, you know, th this meeting can be overwhelming because there's just so many people and so much things to do. And so, uh, you know, a little uh, little tip and help from our SRN web and social media teams hopefully will help um, clue folks in into what's happening on that particular day. You know, and lastly, the ATS International Conference Committee has a site where all of these events are already listed and can be browsed by the specialty track topics, including sleep problems. And uh, the link is too long for me to share with you verbally, but I'm sure you can post it uh, as you post this podcast. Right. Um, so anything else that we miss or anything else you want to add, Andre? Well, first of all, I want to thank you for this uh, podcast interview. And then I really wanted to just express, you know, sincere gratitude to Bharati Prasad, the chair-elect who helped shape this program, to the program committee members who tirelessly worked on creating and reviewing the content, and of course, our members. And um, so look forward to seeing you there. Excellent. So thank you so much, Andre, for this overview. Looks like we have an excellent program that awaits us at ATS 2023. I'm looking forward to seeing you and everyone in Washington, D.C. in May.